to the business in the front. Party in the back podcast. Ooh, your nails look nice, Michelle. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I just got oh, and I'm Lauren. Done. <laughs> uh, just got them done this week. Yes, thank you for noticing. Uh, now, Lauren, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Lauren. Uh, brought to you this week by my business, which is Michelle R. Price, the lie worker. Yay. Um, so on Facebook, you'll find me there. I do mediumship, so I connect past over loved ones, which is very popular, um, has been certainly since, uh, during COVID and since COVID as well. Uh, but also Oracle cards. So I read the Oracle cards and Lauren, I read tarot now, apparently, because I bought those tarot cards without realizing they were tarot cards. So uh, I guess I do a little, a little bit of everything. Um, so oh. I uh, also do mentorship. I teach people to develop and discover their gifts and also Reiki. I'm a Reiki master. Um, so I teach people how to perform Reiki at all levels. So if any of that tickles your fancy, our contact details are always in the show notes, but I am Michelle R. Price, the light worker on Facebook. So Lauren, Wonderful. today, yeah. I was going to ask you if you wanted to do a card today, because we did one last time, but I don't know oh, if that's a thing that our listener at home wants. Yeah, I would say so. I um, have some of my spiritual followers and clients uh, listening to us. They're the ones that asked about our show and how they could get in touch and have a listen. And maybe, mm-hmm. Lauren, is there a way that um, we can sort of summarize that? Maybe I'll grab my cards. And if you want to summarize how people can, you know, obviously they have to be sort of on here, so they must be listening already. But um, the easiest way is to go to, I guess, like, you know, Spotify or something like that, if they've got an account, generally speaking. Oh, to, to listen. To mm. their friends to listen, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think probably iTunes is actually a really uh, great place for you to direct your friends to, but really it's wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, that's the thing. Some people listen on Spotify. I listen on Pocket Casts personally, but mm. when I'm sending links to friends, I normally send them links to my um, the Apple um, podcast or Podbean, which is what Michelle and I use. Um, that's where we house our podcasts. So yeah, if you're going to be sharing the episodes, just... Um, you could just share the name or you could have show, of course just share a link to the episode on the podcast provider that you use so yeah if you also can't find us send us a dm because yeah, that's my fault i'll need to connect an rss feed to yes yeah, a different um provider yeah so uh laura the theme for today is knowing to, when to walk away and this this isn't an easy one this is going to be an interesting conversation for you and i because we do do things uh, slightly differently. So it'll be a good contrast, I think. But, you know, when something isn't working out, um, when do we sort of, you know, surrender? When do we sort of give up on that thing and, and sort of walk away? So I've got a pretty good example of this, which I'll talk about during the show today. And it came up during one of my readings. And that's been something that, you know, I have struggled with because I'm a very kind person. I like to be liked. I'm a people pleaser. And I don't want to let anyone down or disappoint. So I've got a good example of where I've managed to actually do it. I've just been talking about it for a long time. I've actually managed to do it. So I will get that example during the show today. And it was not easy. Definitely was not easy. But before we get into that, Lauren, we do like to catch up on what we've been sort of doing uh, during the week. So what's been going on with yourself? Um, Yeah, it's been a really good week, really uh, getting lots done, a lot of really interesting uh, conversations on the podcast on my different podcasts that I've got but I guess I have a little bit of um, something happening later on today so I I wanted to send you this text message uh, kind of in real time so that you could maybe give me your impression so basically I would like to uh, have a dog as you know 
I've talked about it on the show before. And I was always kind of dealing with a little bit of this guilt, I suppose, with sort of overpaying for a dog when there are a lot of dogs that need a home and also kind of supporting the whole breeding concept where with people making money off dogs. I don't know why I just have this mental issue with it. I'm not able to get over it yet. So um, basically we were looking on, um, on Gumtree and there is a dog, it's a Schmoodle and it, his name is Bruno. Okay. And he's this three-year-old dog. And, um, they basically said that he's a bit of a grumpy dog. Uh, he, he's a really nice dog with people, but he doesn't really get along too well with, um, other animals or other dogs. He likes to be the center of attention. She used an example. She said that, you know, he, um, he loves the car. So she had the car door open and he ran and jumped in the car and then he wouldn't get out. He was growling at her. So he's got a bit of an attitude. So I guess to make a long story short, I'm going to go see Bruno this afternoon and see what I think of him and what he thinks of me. So Michelle, I am in the middle of sending you. Part poodle? Is that the schmoodle? It's like part Maltese. Oh, shih tzu. Part shih tzu. Okay. Um, yeah. Maltese Shih Tzu Poodle Cross. Okay. So this is taking forever to load. So I okay. just sent you a text, but I'll show you on video. So that's Bruno. Oh yeah. I've got him. So Bruno is a, a white and black dog. Oh, he's a cutie. Okay. So he's such a cutie. So the next, next photo that I've just sent Michelle now is a photo of a dog that's on my manifestation board. So let me know when oh, you get that, my Michelle. Lord, eh. That is pretty much and exactly the same dog. Yeah, so the dog that I have on my manifestation board is a cockapoo and it's black and white and it really looks like Bruno's twin, just like slightly different, very, very similar. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's that. And then the other thing too is that they don't, they're not giving this dog away. They want to sell it. So a lot of cockapoos that I want at the moment are going for around four to five grand. Um, they want 2,200 for this dog. So I know, you know, 2,200 for a dog with some personality challenges might, mm. is probably overpriced. Yeah. My favorite number is 22 as well, Michelle. Yes. And that's so one of their true authentic master of, numbers too. 11 and 22. Yeah. So I don't know. I, um, anyway, the thing is I'm going to go meet Bruno. I guess my concern is that, um, he's going to be a bit of a handful and I not raising him from a puppy. So I have to maybe untrain him in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't really know if I want to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, I'm a pretty relaxed and mellow person, uh, and pretty stable also. So maybe he'll pick up on my vibe. Mm. He lives in a house where they breed other dogs, where they have kids and all that. Mm. So it would be a really different vibe for him to come here. Anyway, I'm going to go meet him. Yeah, go thought meet him and see. what see. he thought, though. Yeah. The only thing you, I guess you've got to worry about or think about is, um, you know, if he's not good with other dogs, you know, how do you go when you go for walks? And, you know, if there is a, I don't think there's dog parks out where you are, but, you know, if you wanted to go for a walk or something and come across another dog, um, you know, I guess you just have to be aware of that. Yeah. But I'm assuming he'd be on a lead most of the time. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, I was thinking about that. Um, but he does live with other dogs. So yeah. I'll, I'll see what he's like when I yeah. go meet him today. I'll, I'll give you a report. Yes, please um, do. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, it's interesting because it's really apropos for our episode today. So when you have a vision board and something comes into your life that's really in line with it, mm-hmm. part of me is going, ooh, is it a sign? Is it meant to be 2200? My favorite number is 22. Like, mm. you know, is it meant to be? There's another woman that's also interested in this dog. So I said to the woman over the phone, I said, I don't force anything. Mm. If it's meant to be, it will be. Or I just said something like around that. And then I said, you know, I think the dog also chooses its owner too. So yeah, I need to I see gels with me. Um, so that's the other thing, right? It's just mm-hmm. kind of going with the flow and understanding that, yeah, even if the dog is on my vision board, it might not be the same dog, even though it's very close. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing is I think sometimes not being so fixated on a particular outcome mm. that we can't allow flow to happen, which is really what we're going to be getting into the conversation right. today. Right. Um, yeah. I also want to um, just mention to the listener at home and apologize to them because I'm in my office, which is a little bit more echoey than my other room. The reason for that is it's so cold here that I have my heater on in my office. And if I sit out in the other room, I will just be f- absolutely freezing. And so I um, I hope that they can deal a little bit more with the echo today. And, and next week I'll, I'll aim to have a fire in the, in the uh, living room or something like that. So just wanted to put that out there. Yes, Lauren at her farm. The uh, yeah. farm life. We uh, we should do an episode on the farm life, Lauren's farm life. <laughs> Picking fruit and lighting <laughs> fires and uh, boiling water to wash up the dirty dishes. Yes, all happening in Lauren's farm. Okay. So, um, do you want me to talk about my week, Lauren? Yes. Are we up to that point? Yeah, I want to talk. Yes, I do. Okay. Talk about yourself um, for a bit. Delete or something. Um, okay, so I uh, I had an interesting situation Lauren with our spirit fingers as it so happens I did highlight this off air Lauren's thing is spirit fingers whenever we do the podcast when we said podcast at the beginning of the show she often does spirit fingers now that came up during a reading and I was sort of sitting there with this lady and I was like spirit fingers spirit fingers and I was like I'm holding up my hands I don't know why but I'm doing these ones and she's going spirit fingers, spirit fingers. And she wasn't really sure. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to write this down and I'll leave it for later. And then her mom was in spirit. Her mom was talking about this um, sentimental gift, a sentimental gift. And she was talking about that over and over. It's something I left you. And it was specifically her leaving something for her daughter. It wasn't to do with anyone else in the family. It was something that she left her daughter, sentimental gift, sentimental gift. And then she went, oh my God. She goes, I just realized what spirit fingers is. And she holds up her hands and her mum left her all her rings. And she, when she was alive, had rings on every finger. But what um, the client had done, she's actually melted them down and turned them into different pieces of jewelry. So some she had made into rings, they're all diamonds and stuff, but others she got made into bracelets as well. So she literally had like rings on most of her fingers and also her uh, bracelets on her wrists and stuff. And she said, that's what mum was trying to get you to do she was trying to get me to do that as well um so that's what the spirit fingers was so i thought that was really cool because i haven't had that like as a reference before usually it's like my memories and my associations but um and that you know the ring thing did come up the other day as well but i just literally the guy was walking out the door and it was um, his wife i was reading for his wife she was wearing his wedding ring 
So she had a lot of rings on as well, but she was wearing his wedding band. One of the rings was his wedding band. So he just, mm-hmm. he didn't do spirit fingers. He just went like that as he was walking out. Well, and I said, so Michelle just lifted up her hands. Yeah. And I, I was that. like, I don't know what this is, but he's holding up his hands and, and showing me his fingers. And she said, oh, that's his ring. That's his ring. And she picked up her hands. I hadn't seen her hands, but she picked up her hands and said, oh, that's his wedding band. I'm wearing it. And um, yeah, so he just did, you know, that. It wasn't spirit fingers. So it's just interesting. Um, a lot of the time spirit can sort of show you these amazing things and communicate them. But um, I don't always know what I'm talking about. That's the issue sometimes is I don't always know where I'm going uh, with that. So yeah. uh, that's a lot, of a, a lot of the time it's a guessing game, but it's good when the person is able to sort of figure that out as well. And um, another interesting occurrence, you know, I do mentorship, I mentor people, help them discover and develop their gifts. And um, I had uh, two very different experiences. I've got a smaller group for level one this year. So we've got two on a Monday, two on a Thursday. It used to be um, three. So there used to be three on a Thursday. And uh, we've made it a smaller group. Um, One of the ladies got work, um, called into work at those particular times and can't make it anymore. So it's sort of two and two. So I decided to invite in some of the level twos so that my level ones could practice, you know, with a larger group, you know, reading for more people, having a go, drawing some cards, you know, having a bit of fun, you know, the level twos are beautiful people. And I asked them to drop in at about half past so that we had time to practice and talk first. Anyway, one of the ladies, um, you know, she's practicing and learning and she sort of drew some cards and one of the level twos, who is a friend of hers, who she knows, and she sort of um, said, oh, yeah, no, that's completely wrong. That's completely wrong that card is, is not accurate at all. And I feel completely the opposite to that. And I was like, ah, 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 trying to like smooth things over. That's, uh, yeah, you're right along. That's great. Um, yeah. <laughs> after that, she kind of just really shut down and didn't want to talk, didn't want to draw cards, didn't want to do anything. And I felt quite bad. But then the other client who was in there, the level one, she was loving life. She's like, this is the best thing I've ever done. I love it. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love the readings. She was drawing cards. She was just in a, she was in her element. She was loving it. And the other lady just completely shut down and I could see that, but there wasn't anything I could do during the session. So I thought I'll just message her mm. and, uh, and have a chat. Can I just clarify something? So yeah. the woman who shut down was the woman who received a reading that she didn't agree with. No, no, no. She, she was drawing cards. She the gave other guys. the reading. Correct. She gave a reading that the person Correct. said, no, that's not true. Correct. I feel the opposite. It's complete opposite. Yeah. Yeah. And she, you know, I guess with me, I would say, oh, okay, no worries. You know, maybe I've interpreted that wrongly. Let's just have another look at that and go a little bit deeper. But, you know, I've been doing this for a little while. So she basically just shut down and was like, that's it. Not doing it. Can't do it. You know, put the cards to one side and just wouldn't, wouldn't touch them and was just really not happy. Um, and I could definitely feel that energy, mm. but there wasn't much I could do, you know, during it. And I did try to smooth it over, you know, smooth things over a little bit. But um, it's one of those sort of fly by the city of pants things where everyone's having a great time. The energy is really high. And it's like, it was unfortunate the way it was worded, definitely. But, you know, we do have to be very gentle with our delivery. So it was a very good lesson. And look, we, she did email me. I was going to message her, but she emailed me and just said, look, you know, um, wasn't totally thrilled. Um, I thought we should practice more and, and stuff like that, you know, on our own. And I said, look, I agree. I said, it was a bad judgment call. You know, I, um, you know, shouldn't have got the guys in. I just thought it'd be good to practice with a a larger group. I do feel like it's a lot to do with, you know, her self-confidence and that sort of thing. You know, it's one of those things, I guess it's not going to be for everyone and it is hard to please everyone. And I think that comes into what, you know, sometimes we do discuss is 
you know, can we please everyone? Probably not. You know, can we keep everyone happy? No. You know, it's a really hard thing to do. No. And when it's only two in the group because the other person, you know, can't attend anymore, it is kind of a difficult thing because they're quite different personalities. But what they're going to do is they're actually going to team up together and just work together on building their confidence. So the two of them, because we only meet fortnightly, in between us meeting, they're actually going to get together and uh, do some cards and, and draw and just get a bit more confident reading for each other. And then, you know, yeah. hopefully she'll build her confidence up and she'll feel a bit better if we do do something like that again. Um, because I think it's great. Yeah. I mean, you know, we are in groups, we're not individual. And that's the other thing is that, you know, if I guess my thought was if you aren't comfortable in groups, maybe we should be doing kind of one-on-one because, um, you know, when, when they're groups together, there's five of them and we only had like six, you know, last night or not last night earlier, a few days ago. So, you know, it is still a group session really. I mean, so it doesn't really make sense not to have more people in the group, but you know, if they want to work together and maybe build confidence a little bit more, um, then, you know, that can't be a negative thing. It can't be a bad thing, but it's recognizing that everyone has, I guess, different personalities and, react differently. So yeah, it was a good lesson, a big lesson, but a good one. And uh, that has been my week. You know, it's interesting because I think that sometimes we feel that we need to be right all the time, but mm. I think that, and it goes into the concept that we're talking about today with surrendering a little bit. Oh, so yeah, it's absolutely. kind of, you know, yeah. So you're heading down a direction, no matter how far you've gone down the direction, turn around yep. and go back the other way. If it's the yeah. wrong way wrong way. Correct. So, you know, interpreting a card is such an interesting thing to do because there could be one element of the card mm. that it, the meaning was for the person, but Correct. the other person is, is elaborating too much on the rest of it or something. So it's, yeah, it's interesting. I think that having, you know, a safe group with the, the people that are all in there and they're all on the same page is important yeah. because the vibration is different. You raise the vibration and Correct. you have to learn. But the thing is that when you're dealing with the kind of stuff you're dealing with, especially the kind of work you do on a consistent basis, talking to spirits who have passed over, I mean, mm. what the hell, right? Mm. You have to trust, you have to trust and you have to, I think, kind of in the exact theme that we're going through today is just be able to release the outcome a bit. Like you said, with spirit fingers, you know, you didn't stick on it. You went, okay, I'll write it down and go back to it. And then yeah. it made sense. Correct. Yeah. And so I think it's a lot about trust and also just being kind with ourselves mm. that it's not a big deal if you get it wrong. Uh, you know, but I think it is a definitely a, con a confidence thing. And, and some people feel embarrassed when mm. they make a mistake and their ego comes in and it's, ego so definitely really yeah and i'm going to get into that a little bit later so, today yeah yeah because anytime you feel less than or more than that's all ego that's correct so every time we're like oh i'm i'm so bad or you know i you know i uh i suck or whatever it's like that's ego stop it yeah mm. lauren i've drawn some cards for you and uh i can put these i guess oh, we can post please. these on socials or something if you want to have a look i've drawn a couple um, so these are the animal tarot. Oh. This is passed into now. So what it is, is it's five of spring and we've got the two rams butting heads. So they've got, uh, they're at the top of a little kind of mound. They've got the two horns, sets of horns, and they're sort of clashing their heads. Now, this is an indication that passed into now, um, you know, probably through business um, that, you know, it hasn't, we don't always get along perfectly well with everybody. And when we don't get along perfectly well, sometimes we have to walk away. So this is a good segue, isn't it? 
this is this is what this mm. is clash 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 and it doesn't work sometimes you've got to walk away and find another alternative uh, or go somewhere else where it is going to serve your purpose so uh, that is number one that's where we've come from and I think we can probably relate to that um, considering oh yeah you know, what you've walked away from um, so that is sort of semi-work related, but it's like, is it worth my energy? You know, is it worth the energy that I'm putting into this, um, you know, or not? And sometimes you've got to walk away. Now, this is a distraction. So um, for a summer, it's a little turtle. You can see them in the veggie patch, which is pretty appropriate considering where you live now. Yeah. Yeah. Noticing the little distractions, um, but, you know, sometimes also sort of utilising that time away to clear your head and uh and get clear thoughts so this is great i mean this really is the farm for me you know you look at the veggies the ground the earth you know totally the little picket fence there as well and it's um you know spending a time out in the, that environment um is a good distraction so you know can you give you that uh, clarity of thought um clear some of the confusion it's getting your hands in the earth it's very grounding the turtle um is in there amongst the what are they radishes and things like that um so it's noticing the opportunities, you know, giving yourself a chance to notice the opportunities that are all around you rather than getting distracted by things. And I think that ties in well with that last card mm -hmm. as well. So, and the turtle uh, or tortoise, I should say, because it's earthbound, um, it's not a water one. Um, there's also a little kind of bee looking thing there as well, a little black and white, uh, black and yellow bee up there as well. Uh, bees oh, are the yeah. pollinators. So we're definitely in the right place. These are the pollinators. They allow all our fruit and veg to sort of grow and flourish. Um, and this is intention moving forward. So it's a positive outlook. So it's what you always do. It's focusing on the positives rather than the negative. The glass is half full and that's your inspo. The dragonfly is a massive sign from spirit for many of us. Um, when we see them around, we kind of know we're heading in the right direction. So it's kind of focusing your intention on the positive. So what I want to bring in, like your dog. You know, you see the vision board, you've got the photo of the dog. <laughs> the image on here, this is the five of summer, the card I should read out because I know people can't see this, uh, but there's a dragonfly and it looks like it's centred right in the uh, middle of a beautiful or a yellow flower. And a lot of people don't realise, but, um, you know, dragonflies uh, play a particular role in the environment. So do wasps. A lot of people don't like wasps, but they actually pollinate. Uh, dragonflies don't. But um, he's visiting this beautiful yellow flower. Yellow is always uplifting for me. It's sunny. It's, you know, uh, manifesting prosperity. You know, it's the gold. It's the solar plexus. So really yeah. uplifting. Yeah. So it's really about that positivity, focusing on what you're trying to do, trying to bring in uh, and not on the awesome. of that. And this is awesome. Thank you, clarifier, the Angora rabbit. So it's a big fluffy rabbit. You get a lot of these in New Zealand. There's another dragonfly and a butterfly in here as well. So lots of nature. Similar to the other And a heart. The heart yeah, the is heart. my omen, actually. Yeah, mm. the little heart. Um, and this is about action. So the Angora rabbit is, you know, they bounce around. They're very active. So this is about just doing it, you know, hopping into it, do it, don't hesitate. That's the three, Empress. Three is our Holy Trinity, strength, pyramids, you know, strong, courage. Using what you've been through to uh, do this, you know, using that, um, you know, survivor kind of attitude to make this happen. Make it happen. Cool. Yeah. And it's back. Oh, thank you, my friend. Um, and that's a prosperity card as well. So a bit of prosperity in that one. Ooh. So say, send us five of summer. Lots of prosperity. Yes, please. Yeah. Right. Yes, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. More, please. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Anyway, thank you. More, please. That's enough. Thank of you for that. that. That was great. 
That's okay. Yeah, it's interesting because in business and in life, you know, you do need to learn to pivot. And it's really difficult sometimes when you've kind of set yourself up for a certain track that you think mm. you're going down. And then you realize you need to change. You need to pivot. You need to rework it. And I think it's really difficult sometimes, but it's so key because when you are thinking about you know, where you want to go, you want to flow there. You don't want to force it. I know that's a big part about what we're going to get into today. So maybe I'll actually just start launching into a couple of my um, intro notes. So basically one of the things that I see happening all the time, or sorry, not all the time, but is often with my clients is that they get caught up. And I think I'm guilty of this. We're all guilty of this in basically having a particular thought or intention or heading down a road and then feeling like they need to stay committed down there when it no longer serves them. And I think that very often we get stuck in the whole, oh, I have to do, or I should have done. And so I should do this or da, 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 or so-and-so expects me to do this, or I have to live for, you know, the vision my parents have for me and, and whatever the case may be. And we very often actually ignore our own internal compass. We, we ignore or the signs that we're getting that we're not heading down the right direction. And I think one of the biggest challenge with surrendering is having the courage and the confidence and the trust to go into another direction and to head down another road. Like one of the things that I'm realizing at the moment for myself is that I am loving my Afterlight podcast. It's it's really great. And I want to continue to build that brand. So I'm going to build a website for it. I'm going to make it bigger and bigger. So who knows, maybe that's going to take me down a different path than what I thought initially. So I think that sometimes when we allow ourselves to be really clear and mindful of where we are currently and how it feels, then we can make decisions that serve us. And I'm always harping on about it, honestly, but when we know who we want to be and how we want to show up in the world, then we can start making decisions that take us there. And it's really critical that we make that a priority, I feel. And sometimes we need to surrender into what is happening and just go with the flow. And I'm going to talk a bit about that later, as well as one of the best books that I've ever read. I'm going to reference as well during this segment, but I'd love to hear from you initially on that what you think. Mm, I was just writing down that quote. That's a really good quote that you just said then. Um, And I do write down quotes during the show in the background here so they can use that on socials. That was uh, very, very well said. I love that. It's really about that confidence. And we sort of highlighted that, I guess, at the start of the show, Lauren, about that confidence. You know, sometimes you can have your confidence knocked and it's kind of how you recover from that, I think, a lot of the time. Uh, And ego does come in for that. So, you know, I always say to people when they come in for readings, not always, but if it's relevant, um, that there's nothing worse than being misunderstood stood. And this is pretty common, I think, in the workplace where someone has said something about you, they've misjudged you. It's not the truth. It can happen, I guess, in personal relationships and things like that as well. But it's where someone makes a judgment call about us that we just believe isn't true, you know, and it immediately is a trigger. You know, for a lot of people, it's a trigger and you're flying off the handle. So, you know, we've all had that boss where, you know, they've said something that we just kind of don't agree with. And we think, no, that's actually not me at all. And, you know, you know me, I've had that period where I went through having a boss who was sort of giving me a lot of the negative and nothing positive. And it really affected me. Like it really upset me. And I could feel myself kind of going from zero to a hundred and trying to hold on to that. You know, it's like a pressure cooker. I describe it. You know, it's like you're trying to keep everything sort of contained, but on the outside, you probably look like you're about to blow a fuse. And, you know, towards the end of that time there, I did get a really great boss who was actually asking my opinion and all of that. And it just made a huge difference to me. So, 
you know, it wasn't, um, I didn't feel, you know, when I was reacting, I was definitely, you know, that's definitely the ego. But when I had someone actually come in and say, you know, what do you think? What do you want to do? I love that you're doing this, la, la, la. And it just felt a lot better to me as a soul. You know, if I think at a soul level, um, the whole situation felt a lot better when I was actually asked for my opinion and given positive feedback as well. So, um, you know, I think that the difference is that I was asked for feedback, you know, I was asked to present my ideas and that sort of thing. And I just hope that, you know, anyone who is listening to this, who manages people or anything like that, that you just really consider what the other person kind of needs and wants in the situation. And, you know, I think that that would mean a less, uh, a lower turnover, certainly of staff. Um, if you did that, if you really checked in with the person and said like, what is your opinion? Um, I want your input, you know, that sort of thing. I think that would make a huge amount of difference. And I don't have staff, but you know, if I am lucky enough to have staff at some point and I, that's my intention, I will certainly be doing things very, very differently based on my experience. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Mm, um, so in, in relation to, so do you mean that you, uh, I'm just trying to figure out, like, did you have an underlining kind of message there about surrendering or was it essentially kind of well, I think allowing, yeah. With, with the first situation, you know, I, I guess I didn't have any sort of control. So I couldn't stand up, you know, and sort of say, well, this is outrageous, you know? So there was a lot of surrendering that I had to do when I was working for someone else. And now I'm on my own, you know, I do my own thing and I don't have to really practice that as much. Mm. Um, although I do have an example in a reading where I did have to do that, but um, you know, I guess when you're at the whim of someone else, you kind of have to kind of live with it. You know, you're choosing to work there, you're choosing to earn money. So I had to do a lot of that. I had to bite my tongue a lot, you know, and just kind of, you know, breathe and try to get through it. And that I guess was, sorry, I probably didn't explain it very well, but it was, uh, the ego was definitely reacting. Cause I was like, well, I'm being misjudged. This isn't the truth. You know, I feel like I'm doing a really good job. But when I had the other person come in and sort of go, you are doing a really good job. Um, what can we do to help you? What do you need? You know, all of those things. And it just was a lot easier. And I find when, when it's that, you know, where the person is kind of meeting your needs and not misjudging you and all of that sort of stuff. And, you know, that's an ideal world. It doesn't always happen, but things flow a lot easier. You know, the flow is there. And I found that the flow was there for me when that happened, you know, when I had that different person step in. So it was a good eye opener for me because I'd always sort of clashed with female bosses, as you know, from previous podcasts. And in that situation, I was like, finally, you know, finally someone who kind of understands, I guess, my personality and we can communicate as adults. And, you know, I just found like I was, I felt like I was really in the flow and it was easy, you know? So I thought that was awesome. Um, and then getting into my own job, obviously it's pretty simple because it's me and I don't have to deal with, um, you know, other colleagues or staff or anything like that. Mm, interesting. I think that um, I personally think that we need to release the expectation and the opinions of other people in order to flow. So I think that it's kind of a little bit different in a way from what you were talking about, but that's what's good about our conversations is that I think that, we need to not give a shit about what other people think. And when we find ourselves creeping into that, needing that approval, needing that validation, needing that support, that it's an opportunity for us to look within 
and to go, well, how am I showing up for myself? How am I supporting myself? How am I validating myself? Because everyone else is coming at it from their own perspective and whatever agenda or whatever experiences they have. And so, you know, it goes back to the four agreements, you know, don't take anything personally that we're all different. So I think that the minute that we start looking for outside validation or the minute that we start making decisions based on somebody else's opinion or experience or whatever, then I think we can get in trouble. Uh, so I think that when I say that, I also mean that we need to kind of take an inventory in life about how we're going about our day and how things are flowing or not. So for example, if we just use the example of driving down the street and you're hitting every single red light, we have, a, we have one opportunity there, which is to sit and in, take a few deep breaths and just kind of accept that it is what it is. Maybe we're not flowing fast that day because we're meant to take the time to smile at the person beside us in the, the car beside us or to listen to an audiobook and get a little piece of wisdom from it or to just do some breathing or sing our favorite song or have a phone call with someone that we might normally not talk to if we didn't have that that time. So sometimes when we have hurdles, it's actually an opportunity for us to stop and regroup and reground and then restart again. The other thing is when you're coming up against hurdles, you can also start getting really agitated and frustrated and annoyed and, you know, and kind of feeling the blockages of that. So when you're faced with the situation of, let's say, red lights, for example, how do you deal with the situation like that? Do you surrender into what is and find the silver lining? Then you turn on sudden, a good tune and play it really loudly. Exactly. That's exactly what you do. You surrender to the fact that you're at the red light. You don't wish it was different than it is because it is like that. And you make the best of the situation. And I believe that when we go through life, we are given opportunities. And I'm going to talk a little bit later about intuitive signals and um, you know, listening to your inner truth. But before I get to that, I will say that, you know, in life, we're given opportunities to flow with life or to not flow with life. Mm -hmm. And one of the best things that I've read, one of the best books that I've read is called The Surrender Experiment. I've talked about it on the show before, but basically the author was talking about a lot of situations that he had in his life where he was faced with challenges, where he was faced with uncomfortable situations and how when he just released into it, it actually created the most amazing outcomes that he never would have been able to imagine. I remember I was listening to Wayne Dyer and I can't remember if I brought this up on our show last week or not, but he was saying that when you feel the need to control, that's a trigger for you to relax. And so I'm somebody who I like to control things. Sometimes I like my kitchen being super clean. I like dishes being done a certain way, like all that kind of stuff. But what that means is that I don't get to just relax sometimes. So if mm. I notice that I'm getting maybe worked up, you know, just wanting to control, it's my opportunity to stop and to actually flow with life. One of the quotes that I read from his book, which I really, really like is, Accept the purification power of life's flow, just letting go and practicing non-resistance, whether I liked what was happening or not. And that's the author speaking from the surrender experiment. Mm. What he was essentially talking about how is that when things come up, when challenges arise, we can just stop and release the outcome and just go with it. And I think we'd be really surprised about what does happen. 
in those scenarios. Mm. Yeah, that's wonderful. I love that. Um, yeah, surrendering is an interesting one. When you were speaking then, Lauren, what I was thinking about was that mobile phone find that I got when I was um, looking at my phone, trying to see how busy the traffic was and how long I'd be stuck in the traffic for when I was trying to get to back to the Sunshine Coast. I had to go to Brisbane for something and I was trying to get to the Sunshine Coast to um, get to a gathering and I was running late and there was a massive crash and uh, we were just pretty much stuck. I was just sitting there not doing anything. So I just clicked on Google Maps and I was, um, you know, obviously touching my phone, you know, trying to see how far this accident went for. And then a cop um, rode past on his little motorbike and uh, pulled me over in the center of the road and all this traffic. And, um, you know, I was really annoyed. And uh, then the fine didn't arrive. So I thought, well, that's great. That's awesome. And uh, so I don't get fined. Yeah. And then it showed up and I had an additional fine because I hadn't paid the original fine. So then I was sort of sitting there and I was really annoyed and I was like, you know, you know, the ego kicked in and I'm like, I'm going to challenge this thing and I don't want to pay the extra $70, you know, on top of the, you know, the fine's a thousand bucks for touching a mobile phone, a thousand, a thousand jolly dollars. And uh, they'd find me an extra wow. 70, you know, because I didn't pay this fine. I was like, I didn't even get the fine. So I was, uh, I ended up surrendering. I paid the whole thing. I let it go. I just put it to bed. And, you know, I feel like that was a huge amount of sort of letting go because I was like 70 bucks. Mm. Is it really worth it? I don't think so. But, you know, I was doing the wrong thing and I just had to sort of accept that. And there was definitely some resistance there for myself, but uh, that's what popped up when you were talking about that. I just decided to go with it, let it go. I did the wrong thing. That's the end of it. And I will not touch my phone for another three years because if I do, they get, I get double demerits and basically I lose my license. And I don't want to do that. Wow. So, yeah, they no. cheat. They, the phone thing is a very serious thing. So, um, although the guy did agree with me, it was pretty annoying being stuck in traffic and not knowing how far you had to go. Um, so, but when I, um, what I was going to say anyway, more on point, is that I found sort of when I started my business that I'd get uh, really defensive if someone criticized me, you know, for not answering their questions. So we've talked about that before, you know, free will. Uh, people will ask me, what's so-and-so Joe Blog's going to do tomorrow? And I'm like, well, you know, Spirit can give me some guidance around that, show me options and stuff like that. But I can't say definitively because we all have free will. So when people try to get me to predict things like that now, I'm quite firm, I think, with people and just say, look, you know, we can't predict free will. So sometimes it's about the person surrendering. It's sometimes about the client sitting in front of me letting go of the need to know that because I have people who get very, very worked up wanting to know exactly what that person is doing at every minute, every hour of every day. So sometimes it is about the other person surrendering. So sometimes it is about my clients sort of letting go because I do find that some people will come in and they'll have very specific, you know, ideas about what they want to hear and they want me to say exactly that. And that puts pressure on the situation and makes it really difficult. Yeah to be able to do that because basically they want me to sit there and read their mind that that may not be what spirit wants to say to them. It may not be the best advice for them. So when I say things, yeah. sometimes it isn't what they want to hear and that's when people can get irate. So, you know, the surrendering isn't just, I think from my perspective in my line of work now, it's a lot of the time about them surrendering and I do have to ask people to do that. Um, now in my mm -hmm. side of things though, when I did, and this is where the idea for this show came from Lawrence, I think it's important to mention 
uh, a recent Facebook Live of mine, um, I was getting hammered. I think I may have mentioned it uh, during one of our shows. Um, and it was where people were sort of criticizing me for my shuffling. They were like, oh my God, look at the way this girl shuffles. You know, someone else was like, you know, um, I'm a gypsy and you're a fraud. And I was like, well, that's very interesting. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, and another way. Oh, I love how you shuffle. Just as a side note, I love it. When I watch oh, you, I'm like, good. oh my God, it's, yeah, I think it's, I've never seen anything like it. Oh, hooray. Well, she didn't like it. So anyway, that's good. Um, but yeah, the other lady said, I speak too quickly. And she basically said that uh, studies show that people who speak quickly are fraudsters. And she actually put that in the comments. And that was on my page, which I was very surprised about because obviously she's liked my page. Then she's got onto my Facebook Live to say that people who speak quickly are fraudsters. And the study's proven that. And I was like, so surprised because I was like, if I had to come on spiritual events directory, that would have made sense. But for her to like my actual page and then say that, I was like, wow, that's really, um, really quite surprising. Uh, so I didn't quite know what to do. And, but the thing was, and I feel like this was a sign for me that I've really done a lot of letting go. And a lot of that is to do with ego because I was reading all these comments and I actually just wanted to laugh. And that's genuine. Like I genuinely thought this is the funniest thing I've ever read and I actually awesome. just wanted to laugh because it wasn't authentic. It wasn't my truth, but I didn't get defensive. And I think when it gets defensive, when we get defensive, that's the ego. And I just went, I looked at the comments yeah. and I, went, I just feel really sorry for you guys. I just send you love and light. You know, that's not my truth. That's not what I'm here for. That's not my intention. And, you know, there must be a lot going on in your lives for you to come in and, and say those things to me when all I'm doing here mm. is giving up my time for an hour, I'm paying to be here. I'm not getting paid to be here. I'm paying to be here. And, you know, giving up an hour of my life to, you know, give you guys some guidance and, and help you figure things out. So, you know, I, I, it wasn't, it didn't align with me. It didn't align with me. So that's why I wanted to do this show. That was the whole reason for the show because I actually did walk away it's from just- that and send them love and light, but I did have a good laugh about it as well, especially the shuffling comment I found very, very funny. Um, cause I wasn't sure how else I, I should be shuffling to be honest. So, uh, but that was a bit yeah, of a that's break funny. Story. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's really interesting about that is number one is different people's opinions. Because when I saw you shuffling, I thought you just were on speed. That's mm. kind of how you shuffle, you shuffle yeah. like boom, 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 here we go. Da, da, da. And it's interesting how she's saying that studies show some bullshit things she read on, you know, people who on speak quickly lines yeah. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like a Facebook comment from someone else. Um, it's funny how she's, she thought that because when I heard you saying that I had the complete opposite reaction where I went, wow, this person is so tuned in and switched in that they are just flowing. Boom. Yeah, information, information, information. You're not allowing your mind to go, should I say this or not? You're just going, I'm a direct channel. Here you go. Here you yeah, go. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. And and isn't that interesting how I responded by thinking, wow, this girl's flowing. Mm. <laughs> she responded by thinking that it was BS. Mm. So it mm. just goes to show that you're never going to please everyone, that everyone's going to have it. their own opinion. And that it's really important, like you said, to just laugh mm. in the face of adversity, in the face of challenges. Can yeah. you laugh through it? Yeah, it was a good lesson. And I definitely feel like spirit presented me with those three women for a reason. And it was to show that I've come a long way, you know, so I'm really grateful for them. I'm grateful for those people who popped in and said what they said. 
And, you know, for a moment it did pull me out of it because when she made the comment about me speaking too quickly, then I kind of thought about it and I was like, oh, does that mean I'm not authentic? Like I did for a moment question it and it did kind of pull me out of it a little bit because when I'm in the flow, like you said, I'm just doing it. Like I'm not thinking, I'm not thinking, I'm just saying things. It's like it's being channeled. A lot of it's being channeled and it's just all coming through me. Mm. And so when she said it, I did for a moment kind of go. And this is what I say to people, you know, you can take the easy option or the hard option. The easy option would have been for me to react and to go back into that old whatever I've done before. The harder option is for me to pull myself out of that and go, no, no, I'm not allowing you to drag me down into the deep, dark depths. I'm going to keep my vibration up here. So I took the harder option and that was where I realized I'd made some ground. You know, I've really, really grown and, and made some ground there. So I was really grateful for that lesson. And the next week I said to the universe, you know, um, I'm just channeling love and light, love and light, you know, all of that beautiful energy, focusing on the beauty and the positives. And I didn't have anyone. I didn't have a single person show up in that way. And that was a bit of a breakthrough because I was like, well, you know, I've, I've ticked that off. I've done that and I can move on to the next big lesson. Hmm. Beautiful. That's good. I think it's so cool that we do get to grow and evolve, you know, that's Mm. part of it. And yeah, that's a big deal that you let that go and that you didn't let it get to you. And I think that's great. And I think the war, the work that you do is you're going to be in the position of, you know, people saying these things to you. Um, But the fact is that you served people and you supported people that day. And those are the people that, that matter, you know? Absolutely. So I had a really interesting conversation yesterday on the uh, Raw Raw podcast. And uh, basically, I was talking to a guy who he um, teaches people about listening to their intuition. Okay, so it was a really interesting. I want to say it was a conversation. Actually, it wasn't really a conversation. It was basically him just speaking for the entire hour. I asked only three questions, I think, in the entire hour, which is really not a lot considering I like to normally ask probably 20. Yes, I've had uh, some interviews no. like that. I know where you're coming from. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's one question. Yeah. The go. thing I will say is it was very interesting. So at least it wasn't just, you know, I was like, I was happy because I was being taught. It felt like I was in the master class for an hour with somebody and they were just going, here's all the stuff you need to know. And I'm going, Oh my God, this is amazing. So basically he was talking to me about intuitive signals. Now, when I was starting my conversation with him, it was all about intuition. And I thought to myself, well, I've got great intuition. I listen to myself and, you know, uh, for me, intuition shows up as just as a knowing it's uh, I, I just have that knowingness. Anyway, so he was talking about how we actually have intuitive signals aside from just this gut feeling. There are other things that often people have that essentially tip them on to whether or not they're heading down the right path or somebody's worth trusting or that's a good investment. And I thought it was really interesting because I'd never really heard it explained to me in that way. I just thought intuition was a lot about just knowing this, but he was using examples in our conversation and I'll put a link to it in the show notes because this is such an interesting chat, but he was talking about how one person he talked to their left earlobe gets hot when it's, it's a no. So, and the person, when he was talking to them, they thought, oh no, intuition's not a real thing. You know, I, I don't really get it. And then 
then during their conversation, all the questions he was asking, the, the person started to realize that, wait a minute, every time I touch my left earlobe and it's hot, that's always been a no for me or always been a warning. He used other examples where he said that some people will look for an omen or some kind of a sign before they make a decision, which I do as well. I ask spirit for signs and stuff if I'm ever confused. Uh, somebody else, he said, when they're looking to make a decision, there'll be like an orb that shows up in front of them and they use that. And that's an intuitive signal. I asked him what his intuitive signal was. One of them for him was that when he's thinking about something, he will just naturally frown if it's not a good thing. Now that seems like an obvious thing to do when something's not working out, but when you're not paying attention to your intuitive signals, you can easily miss that stuff. Very so subtle. the reason why I'm bringing, yeah, exactly. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because I think it's important to be able to flow with life. And I think it's important that we acknowledge or start to get aware of when we're maybe not flowing with life as early as possible. So he was saying to me, you know, when you finally realize something's not right for you, did you miss three, four intuitive signals that, that were tipping you onto that before you got to this state where you really realized it was too late or where you really, really realized that something just wasn't for you. And it was all about kind of trying to hone in and tap into that. So anyway, he's got a, um, he's a business guy. He's got a seven day free trial, so he'll put you in his funnel, but I would really recommend that, um, if anyone wants to check it out, I'll put a link to his stuff in the show notes. He was a really interesting person. And I think that, you know, if we can start to get aware of the messages that our body's telling us of our gut instinct of our warning signals that we're getting, that it'll actually help us to flow with life a little bit easier because we hopefully won't have to go as far down the road that we were meant to go down. Mm. Um, if that makes wow. sense. Yeah. Yeah. There's some great examples there. There's uh, quite a few things there that I hadn't hadn't come across, but in mentorship, a lot of people talk about, you know, tingles up the back of their neck, tingles on their crown, you know, like it's really different for everyone, isn't it? It's so interesting hearing those stories because, um, yeah, everyone has yeah. a different sort of little signal. And I always just thought, oh, everyone just gets goosebumps like I do, you know, all my hair stands up and end. And I know that's, you know, confirmation for me. That's always a yes, you know, and I could be doing anything. I'd be sitting at yes. the coffee shop having lunch with my girlfriends and then all my hair goes up. So my spirit family is always around telling me, yes, no, that's truth or not. But it happens, yeah, during all my readings as well. But that's always the way that I get it. But um, yeah, other people are, are different. Yeah. So yeah, that's really cool. I love that. I get it like that too. And what you're talking about when you were saying, you know, the tingling and the goosebumps and all that sort of mm. stuff, you know, it's so important that we are where we are in the moment to, yeah, to listen and to see it and acknowledge it because yeah, if you're getting a subtle tingling on the top of your head, that would be really easy. It. I would imagine to miss. Yeah. 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 Yep. No, it is subtle. Um, so the example I, I mentioned at the top of the show that had a really good example of, you know, sometimes having to surrender. And this is something very different for me because in the past, you know, I've battled through, I've always battled through whatever's been going on, you know, with readings and stuff like that. And even when I felt like they've been really hard and, you know, I did have, um, a recently a girl who was in here and, or she was online, but she, um, half the reading made sense and half the reading didn't make sense. And I think I used that as an example recently where it was, uh, someone had uh, snuck in early, another spirit had snuck in early and would give me all this information for, um, you know, her wife, uh, his wife. 
who hadn't come in yet. And so I ended up doing a free reading for her. I apologized, you know, that, that sort of stuff can happen from time to time. But last week I had a different example where I had a lady who brought her mum here and it was after we spoke, it was after we recorded our previous episode and, um, and her mum was lovely and, you know, she came in and we we're chatting and, you know, getting to know each other. And she knew that I had a background in radio and she thought I was on the ABC and we had a conversation. It was all lovely. And then 10 minutes into the reading, everything just changed. And she basically just stood up and said, I was, you know, fluffing around and wasn't saying anything of substance. And, you know, she was wasting her time and, you know, all of this sort of stuff. And I was very surprised. It was 10 minutes in. And she'd said to me that she wanted to connect to her sons. She gave me their names and I didn't know any background, you know, and there was a thing about a book publishing thing. And so I didn't know any background. So I had to go in and sort of look at the sons and see what's going on. She, they could have been buying a business. They could have been doing anything. You know, I didn't know a thing. I just knew that she had two sons and these were their names and that was it. So I think some people, you know, maybe some readers operate differently and they just go straight in and go, here's the answers you need. But with me, if I don't know background, I'm going in and I'm trying to look at the personalities. I'm trying to see what's around them and trying to see, you know, what the situation is because I don't know anything. So I was sort of, you know, going yeah. through personalities and apparently the personalities were kind of the same. And she was like, well, you're just saying the same stuff because they're the same, they're the same personalities. That means, you know, you're talking about both of them. Who are you talking about? She was getting very, very frustrated. And, um, and I was, you know, getting a bit upset. Anyway, she sort of had a, a pretty big go at me. And instead of persisting, and I definitely, you know, at the end of this, I really felt like this reading was more for her mum. I honestly feel that. Like it was spirit had really chosen her mum because the people that came through were for her mum, the people in spirit. None of the people she asked for came through. So the person that her mum came through, asked to come through was the one who already had come through. So I really felt like the whole thing was really around her mum. I didn't feel like it was meant to be for her at all, um, which is a shame for her. Mm. I didn't know that before they came. So anyway, I just said, look, and I, I actually was physically shaking. I was really upset. Um, I wanted to go upstairs and sort of curl into a ball and cry um, because it really shocked me. I was like, you know, totally open. You know, when you're sitting here and you're really open, you're doing a reading for someone, whatever they're throwing yeah. at you, you, it hits its mark. Let's just say that. So yeah. when someone throws that energy at you, you absorb it. And I felt it. I felt it go into my body and she didn't want it anymore. You know, she was so fred up to here with everything that's going on in her life that she threw all this energy at me and I received it. So I was shaking, you know, I was physically shaking and I just mm -hmm. said, look, I don't think I can continue and I don't want, you know, you to have to get, you know, this because this isn't going to be good, you know, between us um, and we need to shift the energy a little bit. So I said, look, I'm going to bring your mum in if that's okay and I'll read for her. And you can sort of sit out here and, and take some deep breaths and we'll try to recover. And um, so we did that and I got a mum in and it was amazing. The reading with the mum was amazing. It was perfect. You know, everyone around her, like everything we picked up, it was all confirmed. Her mum was here. Her mum was giving me specific um, information about herself and she confirmed that. It was awesome. And I was really proud of myself because it was hard, you know, to come back from that and be really like physically shaking it wasn't an easy thing yeah. to do, but I came back from it and I persisted with someone different and we just had the most amazing reading together and, you know, she loved it. So the only unfortunate thing was while I was here with her mum, the daughter was in the lounge room talking very loudly to all of her friends on the phone. So at uh, my house, the sound carries a lot. So that was a little distracting. It just felt like a huge amount of distraction. 
Um, so for me, I was really proud of myself. You know, I just, I was like, I'm not going to persist with this energy. It doesn't feel good. I feel really upset. Um, I did do some smudging. I did some spraying, you know, after she left the room and I recovered and did, you know, a reading I was really proud of. So, you know, I feel like I've come a long way and I feel like spirit's been throwing some really big lessons at me. And honestly, it did take me a few days to kind of clear her energy from myself uh, because it did, as I said, hit the mark. You know, I felt it hit me and I was really depressed the next day. I was really um, anxious, you know, all of these things I don't usually mm-hmm. suffer from and I knew it wasn't mine. So it did take me probably three days to really clear that energy. And it, it was, it was tricky. Um, but you know, I've had some really good readings this week and really awesome feedback and, you know, we just keep battling on. So that was uh, my, you know, little surrendering. And um, yeah, it was uh, definitely felt a lot better to do that, you know, to make that choice to walk away because it wasn't serving me, Lauren. It wasn't serving me. You know, what's interesting, Michelle, is I don't really think you would have done that almost a year ago. Oh, no, I wouldn't have. Absolutely not. No, because no. it's ego. I would have been like, no, nah, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to prove to her that, you know, she's going to love me and rah, rah, rah. Yeah. And let me validate. Let me validate. Yeah, let no. me show you how yep. I can do yeah. I don't have to prove myself anymore. And, you know, I feel like her mom, the conversation would have been interesting. I think her mom, her mom loved me. She sent me a message. Like she just said, oh my God, my mom just loved you and rah, rah, rah. And she actually, you know, the daughter, she actually sent me a message going, thank you so much for all your time. You know, it's very valuable and, you know, all of that stuff. She actually thanked me. So, you know, she said, mom just loved it. Mom, you know, thought your advice was awesome and really on point. And, you know, so I feel like we left on good terms and I did offer for her to come back. You know, I said, if you ever want to come back and do 30 minutes for free or whatever, you know, I did offer that, but um, she hasn't rebooked and um, you know, I'm quite happy for her not to, I'm quite happy, you know, with the reading I did for her mum. And I do feel like that was the whole reason that she was here anyway, was it was really about her mum. So, you know, that's um, something that I have to, you know, keep moving forward from and uh, know that I don't have to please everybody because you can't, you know, you just can't please everyone. What do you think changed for you? Um, do you think just getting better, getting better, getting stronger, working harder at it? Like, you know, after we were made redundant, you you got right into this work. So I meant it taking you some time to feel that you were yeah like, to be there. I mean, yeah, I definitely had the imposter syndrome for a long time. We've talked about that in previous episodes. Uh, I think it's just knowing that I'm my intention, Lauren, I think it's my intention. When I was doing that Facebook live and they were going about my shuffling and stuff, I was like, when I go into this, I know that I'm not going into this to make money. I know that I'm going in with a good intention. My intention is to help and heal. That's my only intention. And I actually had a really awesome mm-hmm. reading with a gentleman um, that I won't go into, but it was really awesome. And he walked out, he just went, my God, he was high-fiving me. He's like, my wife is coming to see me. He's booked his wife in already. And we just had the best time. And my intention with all of my readings and especially you know, with him, and he really saw me for who I am, he just goes, my God, he goes, you are in here for the right reasons. And I said, May, I tell you, I would be here for free every day of my life. I would not charge anybody because I love the hell out of what I do. And he said, Michelle, I'm the same. You know, I'm the same. You know, he runs businesses. He's very, you know, well off. He's done very well for himself. And he's like, I would do what I do for free as well, but there has to be an exchange. And I said, that's correct. So, you know, it really made a lot of sense when I was having that conversation with him. And when you asked that question, that's what popped up for me was that I have good intentions. I would do this for free. I understand there has to be an exchange and that's the only reason I accept money for what I do. 
you know, so I don't have any ill will, you know. So when people are sort of, you know, saying whatever they're saying, yeah. I immediately feel into their energy and I never want to give anyone what they expect. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, you've got some stuff going on clearly um, because if I was saying things like that to people, then I would have stuff going on as well. You know, it's like the lady that kind of lost it. I knew that there was stuff going on with the family. She asked about her children and it just boiled over you know, boiled over and I received it. So it's like when you go around and I, I know I've done this before, I've done this in the past where I've got a lot of frustration and I've over been over aggressive or I've, you know, spoken, um, you know, too harshly to someone because I've got all this other stuff going on in here and I just want to get rid of that feeling. So I recognize that in others. And I feel like I used to do that whole zero to a hundred, you know, boiling over thing and it never felt good. And I was asking spirit for help to deal with that. Now I feel like what I'm getting is some of that back where I can see how that feels. Like I can see how that affects other people when they're putting themselves out there and being vulnerable to have that come back at you is not a nice feeling. So I feel like now I can sort of see, you know, I feel like karma is, is that, you know, it's like you have done that to others. Now you have to see what that feels like. It doesn't feel good. And so I now get it. You know, I now understand that and I can move forward from that. And that's my lesson. But that's in a nutshell how I feel like I've moved on is to know that my intention is good and I act with grace and ease, as you always say, and my intention is to heal and love and that's it, you know? And if I'm not your cup of tea, then I'm not your cup of tea. Yeah, that's awesome. Really well said. Uh, so I think that, you know, one of the things that I really want to kind of drive home um, to our listener at home today, just in relation to surrendering is that you know, I think a lot of it comes down to just being kind to ourselves. And like you were talking about there, you're really connected to your why and your purpose. When you're connected to your why and your purpose, that's going to give you the support that you need to rise above when challenges come. And so when you're talking about these situations that come up, when you're saying that, you know, you're having challenges with, um, with some of your customers or your clients and stuff like that, when you are so connected to your why, all that stuff doesn't matter because you're able to rise above and to flow with life. And I just want to share this quote from the book, This Render Experiment. It's just really short, but it says, if the natural unfolding of the process of life can create and take care of the entire universe, it is really reasonable for us to assume, sorry, let me start that again. If the natural unfolding of the process of life can create and take care of the entire universe, is it really reasonable for us to assume that nothing good will happen unless we force it to? And I just think, ooh, I'm getting goosebumps from that. I just think that is so true. You know, we do not need to control everything. And when it's not working, just let it go. Because guess it what? It feels so much it's, easier to do that too. Yeah. It does, Michelle, because you're not walking yeah. up a hill pulling, pushing a boulder. You're going in the stream Imagine. and the flow of life. Imagine if I tried to stick around and, you know, see that particular reading out where I asked the lady to uh, walk away. I mean, it just would have been a nightmare. It would have been an absolute nightmare. I know that. It just was, it was not good. It was not good. So, you know, sometimes we have to just know when to walk away and that's really powerful. I love that. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, who knows what else she would have dumped on you if she was able to affect you mm. in that period of time for three days. I mean, yeah. whoa, that's difficult. So, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's important yeah. that we do accept non-resistance, that we do yeah. 
that we do just if you notice it's hard if you notice it's not fun if you notice it's not flowing you're not that's in alignment it. you need that's to it. stop and go okay and if you don't know what to do take a couple of deep breaths and then go you know what is my intuition telling me what's my instinct telling me what what would my higher self or my future self do in this scenario and, mm. and act like that see if it changes the the yeah. outcome yeah that's powerful um i had a couple of tools to improve your life as well lauren and um one of them was basically creating some space now we're talking about sort of surrendering going with the flow and it's going to sound a bit weird but I just feel like, you know, if you've got a lot of stuff around, you know, a lot of people come to me and say, oh, I'm so lost and I just can't make a decision. I'm, you know, um, holding on to things. It's like if we can practice decluttering, which is actually letting go of stuff, I feel like that has a direct correlation here with what we're talking about. It's like people who hold on to, you know, a lot of things also sometimes hold on to friendships, hold on to, you know, other things. Um, and so I often recommend, and especially spirit shows me often spirit will show me that they're doing this is uh, getting rid of stuff, clear some space, you know, declare your personal life. So call friendships that are no longer serving you. Some people do that on Facebook, you know, where you go through and it's like, that person hasn't commented for ages or I don't really know what they're doing anymore. We haven't seen each other for a long time. And it's like, you know, we may clutter, declutter on social media. We may also declutter face to face, but you know, sometimes we just hold on too tight. And this is sort of what you were saying. So I also like to kind of meditate and slow my breath and that does give yourself a bit more time in the day as well. So when we're practicing kind of surrendering, letting go of what's no longer serving us, you know, it can be nice just to slow your breath down, you know, ask your breath to slow, you know, really focus on the absence of breath, give yourself that space just to know what it feels like. Because when you do surrender, you give yourself a bit more space, really. I mean, you're allowing something else to come in. When you let go of something, I allowed a better experience to come into my life, you know? Yeah. So I think this is really, really powerful. And when I allowed those people, you know, on my Facebook live, I didn't address them. I didn't give them any attention. It was just internally love and light, love and light, love and light, love and light. The next week I had the best Facebook live ever. You know, I think my audience doubled. It was all positive, you know, and it's just gone from one great thing to the next great thing for me. And that was just from me walking away from that situation where I could have engaged I could have engaged and I didn't, I chose not to. Had I engaged, it could have continued for a lot longer, you know, until I got yeah. that lesson. So yeah. don't hold on too tight, you know, let go, go with the flow. Uh, really important. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that a lot. Yeah. What's the worst thing that could happen? Well, that's it. Yeah. Um, and it's certainly, it's, it's not the easier option. The easier option would be for me to engage. You know, it definitely would have been for me to engage and get involved in it. That's the easier option. Yeah. The harder option was to go, you know what, that's not my truth. And I'm going to continue to do what I do. So that's um, definitely the harder option. So we've got a little bit of a, a party element, Lauren, today. And I mm. think this is uh, sponsored by your uh, business. Yeah, I'm going to go with my one-on-one, -on -one, um, you know, kind of ad, <laughs> my live read today. Um, the reason for that is because I've been doing a lot more of my one-on-one -on -one business and life mentoring. And, you know, what I can help people with is essentially help them with leadership, help them with social media, help them with content strategies, help them to look at time management, help them to, um, kind of work on their mindset, look at self-care, do all of these things. And one of the things is, you know, going speaking of going with flow with Michelle is that, you know, I had somebody ask me if I did one-on-ones and I said, no, I don't. 
I don't do them because I, I just didn't want to tie up my revenue in a one-on-one. I just didn't, didn't like that. And then they said, oh, they would really be interested. So then I finally said, okay, well, I'll do it. And what I find now is that doing one-on-ones for me, it just lifts me up so high. It's one of my favorite things to do. When I get off the call, I go, Ooh, thank you. Thank you more, please. You know? So that was me surrendering to the suggestion of someone else, even though inside on some level, I went, nah, I don't want to do that. And what happens is I've started to get more, more clients. I've started to help with more people and they're getting outcomes and they're, they're making choices that elevate them. And when I see them, you know, they're going, oh, the last few months has just been amazing. All the changes that have been happening and all the confidence that they're all building. And it just allows me to feel even more that I'm in flow with what I'm doing because I'm listening to myself. So uh, I just want to say that, you know, sometimes people also come and they suggest things into our lives or they encourage us to do things. And it's because sometimes we get these people who have their outside perspective and they maybe see something that we don't or we're too close to. You know, and I'm sure you can agree with that. I'm sure that's happened to you before. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So the flow, uh, the flow, the, the, the party today party? is, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just kind of coming up with a bit of an idea on, you know, how you can flow when situations get tough. So Michelle mentioned before, you know, taking your deep breaths and paying attention to what no longer is serving you. Uh, I think that, you know, having a playlist that makes you feel good. I think I always am going on about it, but I was talking to a client yesterday. I was saying, you know, create a happy list of things that make you feel good and things that support you. Because when we're not in flow, when things are tough, we tend to, I think, stay in that feeling. We tend to stay in that, what was me or the drama or, you know, the challenges we stay in that. Whereas we really need to use our will power, our proactiveness to get ourselves out of it. And if we have a bit of a plan, like taking a deep breath, or if I'm stuck at a red light, I'm going to listen to my favorite song. I've got a playlist of my uplifting music or whatever the case may be then we can start to get out of our own way and start to flow. Because when you're happy, when you're laughing, when you're blissful, life starts to flow with you just naturally, automatically. And then, you know, you can always go to gratitude if, if you ever feel like really stuck. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I've got a, um, an idea just or a memory just popped into my head and um, a really good example of that. And what we did was um, years ago, I was out with one of my ex-partners and uh, in the Valley in Brisbane in Queensland. And we had gone out and I, I lived in Ipswich. So it was only about a 30 minute drive, if that. And so we'd driven in and I wasn't a drinker. So I didn't have, you know, any, I didn't take my card, you know, when back in the day, Lauren, when you're trying to look really trendy and cool and, you know, all you've got is your little pockets and I never used to take handbags with me. I never used to like carrying a bag. So I didn't have a key card. I had no extra cash. I basically just took some cash like to buy a couple of bottles of water. um, And that was it. And I had my driver's license, you know, obviously and we went there and then I parked in an area where there was a really dodgy little kind of sign that had just been installed. The business owners thought they'd be very clever. We parked here in this location every week, but the business owners cleverly installed these little signs and basically they were, they'd been taken from somewhere else because they still had concrete sitting on the bottom of them, but they're only this tall. So they were sitting in the garden bed and we hadn't seen them. So we parked and we walked off and our car got towed. And I got back and they were like, you need to give me $250 to get your car. And I'm like, he didn't have any cash on him or money or anything like that. 
I didn't have my card. And so I had no money. And this was at like two in the morning. And I was like, what the hell do I do? Like, I don't know how yeah. to get my car. And so I ended up ringing my dad and he lost his mind at me and because he was in Brisbane and he, um, he ended up having to drive over and pick us up and drive us to the tow yard and pay for my car, at pay two the in the morning. to get my car at two in the morning. And I never heard the end of it. He was fuming, like fuming. And, but what I learned was when I was standing on the side of the road in tears after my dad, like gave me a massive, like, you know, <laughs> dressing down, um, as I was standing there in tears, my partner at the time said to me, you know what, maybe this is the universe preventing you from, you know, getting in the car and having an accident. Maybe it's preventing you from, you know, getting in trouble with the police in some way, shape or form. Maybe there was going to be something that happened that, you know, the universe didn't want you to be part of. And I was like, and this is before dad had come to get me. He just shouted at me on the phone. But I was like, oh, okay. Like it just gave me a different perspective. And I was in yeah. all sorts. I hadn't thought about the universal perspective or anything spiritual. And I was like, wow, yeah, okay. I, I like that. You know, the universe is delaying us for a reason. And it allowed me to kind of surrender and let go. And then when dad started shouting at me in real life, I was like, meh, meh. You know, this is just preventing us. And I was like, dad, it's preventing us from having an accident or something. And dad's just like, I don't care. It's three in the morning anyway. So that didn't go down well. But, um, you know, it just gave me a different perspective. And I actually really loved that, you know, and it popped into my so mind good. when we were talking before. Yeah, yeah. There's always a That's different a perspective. It's story. Preventing, yeah, preventing something. Um, so, Lauren, coming up on the next podcast, uh, finding ourselves in limbo after a sudden shock or loss and I thought about this idea just because I recently spoke to Mark and Julie Wallace, which I've sort of highlighted before, the lady and uh, gentleman who lost their daughter in the London uh, terror attacks. So it was just a really uh, amazing chat with those guys and I learned a lot. And so I thought we might, uh, you know, talk a little bit about that. You know, what do you do? You find yourself in that sort of limbo. This isn't just you losing, you know, loved ones, but it can be redundancies. It can be different things. So I just thought we might um, talk about that because I just learned so much and I might draw on some of what they sort of gave me, you know, as advice and things like that. So that's what we will be talking about, I think, next week. Perfect. Wonderful, wonderful. Great episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been great. Um, so that has been The Business in the Front. Party in the Back. Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> we both did Spirit Fingers. Yeah, nice work. That was good. That was really coordinated. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Same hand or same sort of, we're mirroring each other then yeah. as well. We did the same side. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just about to ask you what now, but now I remember. Um, if you liked the episode, yes. please share it with a friend. And if you didn't like the episode, Michelle, what should they do? Look, uh, I think that you should give it another go. As you've said before, give it another whirl. Yeah. You know, have a listen to another one. We are putting talk yeah. topics and things into our shows as well. So if you can see that, um, you know, through whichever podcasting app you use, then yeah. uh, you can sort of have a look and uh, fast forward, go to the bits and pieces that you're interested in, but definitely give it another go. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks, Lauren. Talk to you next week. Yeah.